Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider, and you can hear this complete conversation as well as recent shows featuring guests discussing new cases of the troubling cattle mutilation phenomenon, worrisome instances of clandestine CIA torture, and the evidence that the lost city of Atlantis may have really once existed. Check out these programs and many other fascinating episodes waiting for you in the Coast to Coast Archive by heading over to coasttocoastam.com and signing up for Coast Insider. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. We'll get to open lines coming up sometime next hour. Chuck has been kind enough to give us a little bonus time too, so thank you for that. We're talking about uh, we're talking about both the career, the avocation, and the vocation. I guess we should probably say of uh, Chuck Lavelle, who um, is a co-founder of the Mother Nature Network, um, and uh, and somebody who's been very interested in uh, tree conservancy. He's also a tree farmer, uh, and as well as uh, the musical arranger and studio creative director of the rolling stones is there is there an official title for you in the stones chuck <laughs> well uh, they have bestowed the moniker of musical director on me so that's musical director nice. that's wonderful uh and i and i hear your hand i think in other things like the black crows version of hard to handle which you know i mean the piano on that is awesome um, but I also there's that that had a, such a seasoned sound to that young band that I always wondered whether or not that was because of your participation. Well, I, listen, uh, those guys, uh, Rich and and Chris, the, the Robinson brothers, um, the, the original name of that band was Mister Crow's Garden, and uh, I found out about them through the producer, George Draculius, who approached me and said, listen, uh, our label is going to do a record on these guys, and they specifically requested that you play on it, and so can I meet with you? So we met out in L.A. when I was doing another recording session out there, and George, uh, the producer, played me this raw, raw tape, a cassette tape, and his uh, Cadillac convertible uh, after we had lunch, and it was crazy but it was crazy good you know it was muffled sound you, you right. know the, the the recording was awful you couldn't distinguish a lot of stuff but what you could distinguish was this unmistakable energy and this uh, you know just passion you, it just was there and so i said yeah george i'll do it and uh we arranged it just a day or two before i was to leave uh, on a stones tour we recorded in atlanta and uh, the original request was, would you play on a couple of songs? So I did, and, you know, I played on the first one, played piano, and they said, well, what about some organ? Put the, yeah, I'll put some organ on it. <laughs> same, same thing. And then by the time the whole deal was finished, I was on like, you know, 90% of the record. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, trying was, to, I'm trying to work you the same way for the show tonight. I'm trying to, like, get you to do one track and get you another track and... I mean, I just, I cannot tell you, I mean, I, I've been, I never thought I'd ever talk to you. So this is just, it's so exciting to me because I just love your work and I could totally understand why they'd be like, yeah, okay, we'll get him in. And then there's probably a, there's probably like a plan. They're like, just get him on a little, we'll get him a little pregnant and then we'll <laughs> get him to stick around. 
That's the way you work, huh, man? Okay. I, okay. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how else to do it. I thought I had you for two hours. So, but I, but I will take you where I can. So that that that's not. That I'm not imagining that. That you you brought something to that album that was intentional. That they want you to be there to bring a little. Oh, that's kind of seasoned R and B, blues rock. You know, roots kind of thing that you brought to it. Well, I'll tell you, Ian. You know, the, as young as those guys were at the time. Um, they knew a lot. You know, they had studied uh, rock and roll. They had studied it deeply and rhythm and blues. You know, they knew uh, about all the most important artists that uh, influence all of us, and uh, in, including the Rolling Stones. I mean, there's definitely a Stonesy element oh, yeah. to oh, totally. Black Brothers. But, you know, they have the Southern thing. Uh, you know, they've got the R&B groove. They've got the soul in there. Right. And, uh, but they've got the, the British invasion. You know, you can hear a little bit of faces sure. and some of the stuff. And, uh, but they were fun. You know, they just had all this just incredible energy. Um, I remember while I was recording with the band, um, you know, I was overdubbing that they already had the tracks going. And, uh, my wife and our, at the time, toddler daughter was about three years old, and Chris Robinson was chasing my little girl all around. She was no oh, funny. Him. They, you know, they were. He was like a little kid, as well. Those are happy now. memories. Yeah, yeah, great memory. Do, do you have the same memory when you were? I mean, you know, the everybody knows the Almond Brothers originally did a version of Midnight Rider, and then Greg Almond does his solo version. The original Almond Brothers cut is well respected um and and often covered by other people as well but greg Ullman's version of that song i mean became a top 20 hit it's a great song it's a wonderful version what was the difference what how does you like that i i track with that song partly because it's so not my life you know i have i'm never in danger i never do anything dangerous i'm not on the run (laughs) nobody wants to kill me well some people want to kill me but nobody important wants to kill me and and so you know i mean it's funny to me that i I relate to those lyrics i guess i always sort of feel like i i'm always a day late and a dollar short and i'm always trying to get somewhere and, and the elements are against me but that song has such a cool spooky vibe uh, that version of Midnight Rider. Uh, how did you get that? Well, it was certainly intended. You know, when you really dive into the lyrics of the song and the guy's on the run and uh, he's trying to hide and, and dodge uh, bullets and so forth, yeah. uh, it, it needs that mysterious uh, element to it. And, and the original record, as good as it is, uh, is is a bit happy, isn't it? You know, it, it's got a kind of an uplifting that's true uh, vibe to it. And so the intention when we tackled it this time was let's let's get the mystery in there. Let's get the you know uh, let's make it feel like this guy is hiding out. And uh, that that was the intention. That's the way we approached it. And by the way, that's what Greg wanted. And man, listen, when you played that song on the break, it just reminded me how wonderful that voice is. Oh yeah, uh, brought back a lot of memories. Uh, you know, just just hearing the tune, and oh. uh, I sure do miss the guy. I tell you that. Goosebumps, goosebumps. I met him once yeah. uh, on touring on the "I'm No Angel" album. Um, oh yeah, and uh, and he was he was just out of rehab. And and and, and you know, I know that was kind of a problem with one of the Robinsons, and and so you got the Stones and all these years. How so? How did you avoid falling into that that vortex of of 
of drugs or alcohol that uh, that that ruined so many lives. I'm sure that you know or threatened so many performances and and uh, and talents of people that you've known. Well, man, you know, most all musicians like to experiment one way or another, but at some point in time, if you love what you do and you're deeply passionate about it, you realize, hey, I want to do this as long as I can. I want to do this a long time. What does it take to do that a long time? Well, let's keep yourself in shape, man, you know. Um, And then I got kind of addicted to working out. I used to run quite a lot. I don't do that so much anymore, but, you know, I still hit the gym. And that means everything to me. You know, it's it's, uh, a much better addiction than the other things. Yeah, it is. But I mean, you know what I mean by that. I mean, I've, I've I've had a similar experience in media, working in in radio and television for many years, and people who I thought were a hell of a lot more talented than I am, you know, took an early off ramp, and yeah. I, I, it just it, it saddens me to think how much they struggled, and even when they had their successes coming back, um, you know, you could tell that they were still haunted a little bit by by all of that, and I, I it's. It, it, I, I, I commend your long career because of how much you've been able to contribute uh, to other people. And, and to, you know, like with the Stones in particular as their musical director, where you're in the studio and and I've seen the Stones work a little bit on like TV specials. And there's that great, you know, movie about um, about sympathy for the devil. And I know their process is kind of weird. Their writing processes would seem a little ad hoc, I think. And is that why you're there, to try to pick up the pieces and keep them going in the right direction? Well, you know, um, first of all, I have to say about the work ethic of the band. You know, people think, oh, it must be great to be in a band like the Rolling Stones, and it's just lovely. You get up on stage and play, do your thing, and then you go away. But, you know, when you look at the body of work that these guys have put together and what it takes, I think that film you're talking about that uh, is is about sympathy for the devil shows very graphically the iterations, the the attempt. The the first attempt at the thing was just really slow, dragging. Kind of bad. (laughs) Yeah. It's bad. And and they, they had to go through, try all these different things. To get to to what works, and that's really the way the band works. You know, I've been in recording sessions with them. When, like, here's an example of "You Got Me Rockin'," which I think is a, is a really cool rock anthem. It may not be people's favorite Stone song, but but it's. I tell you what, every time we play the song, people are singing along with it. But Keith had the riff and the chorus. Hey, hey, you got me rocking now. Hey, hey, we, we battered that thing every day for like hours. Uh, before finally uh, this form took place. I mean, Mick would just be mumbling unintelligible words over the thing until finally something happened. You know, it's like, just don't give up. Don't let go. Stay at it. Stay at it. Stay at it until something emerges. And, and it does. And it's magic. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.